Before I get started, I would like to issue this disclaimer. I am not a mental health professional. I am an individual who is passionate about mental health and topics related to mental health. Research has been done on these topics and I am sharing my own personal experience. All conversation and information exchange are intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Any information shared should not be used as medical advice or to self-diagnose. If you believe you are experiencing an emergency, please talk to your primary physician or call 911. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mind If We Chat. I'm your host, Sarah, and today uh, we'll be talking about depression. Um, It's the winter months, so I know some people suffer from seasonal depression. Um, I know I am starting to feel that way. So I thought I wanted to really find a guest who's local, who's going through it, and who goes through depression just in general. So I had the opportunity to um, off air chat with Melissa Cruz. Hello, Melissa. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well today. Thank you. I'm glad to have you here. So we've talked a little bit here and there and you told me that you suffer from depression. Yes. Yes. So before we kind of get into the content for today, introduce us to yourself. Well, we want to know. Oh, sure. Hi, my name is Melissa. I'm 45 years old. I live right here in South Chicago. I moved away for a little bit, but I came back. And um, it's been about six years since I've been back. I live here with my now husband. We got married in September. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And um, I'm, I'm glad to be here and glad to be a part of this and and glad to be in something involved that's local in the community. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm excited. We actually first spoke at the suicide prevention walk. You were there. That's right, that's right. And I was really glad I had the opportunity to talk to you. I mean, just your overall like aura was just very nice and you're very pleasant. Thank Thank you, I was very happy to be there. Very happy to support something that was close to my heart. And again, something that was local that made me so, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what this podcast is all about. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. It's about just bringing awareness to the community and maybe it'll give further reach. And that's what I'm hoping for that this podcast gets further reach. Cause I feel like the things that we're talking about on here are happening to people every day. Yes. All right. Melissa. We're we're giving a voice to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I said, I was really glad when you reached out because I feel like depression is something that's very common right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so how old were you when you were diagnosed with depression? I was 28 years old, actually. I had seen a therapist previous and had received another diagnosis for something else. Um, didn't follow up with anything. But again, it wasn't until I was 28 that I went to a therapist and got it received the diagnosis. Okay. And how did you feel about, you know, the diagnosis that you were given? I was, I was, I don't know. At the time, I I didn't have a lot of thought put into it because I was going, I was struggling so much with symptoms and self-harm at the time. Um, I wasn't really sure what that meant for me, you know, to to have a diagnosis of clinical depression, Uh, to be quite honest. It wouldn't be till um, up until recently that and you know getting into advocacy that I really thought about how this is a part of my life and and who it makes me you know yeah so what are some of the symptoms that you saw previous to being diagnosed yes like I said I was self-harming I didn't know that's what it was called um but I was cutting myself um, on purpose not to die. Um, I did have suicidal thoughts and I was feeling very, very, all the lesses, hopelessness and worthlessness and helplessness. Um, even though it was a pivotal time in my life, uh, I had, I first gone to college at 28 and that's where I received, 
um, uh, mental health care, it was, um, it was, it was something that, that I needed to do, you know, mm-hmm. needed to persevere just despite what I was going through, but I did seek the help. Right. And I'm glad that you did. I think that's really important, especially, and then recognizing those signs and what it was. So if you don't mind me asking you, um, and you're, you can totally decline to answer, um, when it came to self-harm for you, what did that, what did that do? Because I hear people who say like, I, I cut, but I'm not doing it so much to, to like kill myself, but it's more of like a release. Is that what you experienced? Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, it wasn't until years later that I understood why I was doing it, what I actually felt because it was so, seems so, it's so strange, but it seemed so natural for me to do, Mm -hmm. you know, to hurt myself. Um, And I was hurting myself in other ways that I later found out making bad choices in in other parts of my life. Um, But yes, it is a release. It, it feels, it's a release of frustration for me. You know, when I feel emotionally numb, when I, when I, I haven't done it in, in five years, you know, so it's been five years now. Um, it's still something that I struggle with. still something that I feel I would like to do to help release some, some sort of pressure, you know, um, and to say that it feels good is strange, but it, it does give off this satisfying feeling, you know, okay. it's, it's not good though. It's, it's not good. Right. Right. So when did you, is that something that you actively talk about in therapy, um, about Um, self-harm? Not, not, uh, I do mention it currently because I do have moments where I do, I do want to do it. And I, and I'm honest with myself and I'm honest with my therapist. I put it out there, you know, so to recognize it and to, not prepare for the next, you know, for when it comes up, but, but just to be aware that it's there and that this is something that I do, I do struggle with. Right. And hearing you say that, Melissa, I think that's important to share with from like your story, right? Like there are going to be times, even you said you're not, you haven't done it for the past five years. So what are you doing to kind of gear away from thoughts about doing or engaging in the activity? I, I get up if I usually, if I'm, you know, usually I'm sitting. Okay. I, I don't work right now. So usually I'm, I'm sitting, I'm watching TV. I'm sitting, I'm reading, I'm sitting, I'm on my phone. Um, I get up and I do something, what, whatever it is, you know, pick up a piece of paper off the floor, go do some laundry. You know, I, I, I sort of uh, help release it out of my mind you know, it's, it's a trigger. And, you know, they say that triggers last only so long. So to, to get, to get over that, to get through it, you know, I just sort of, uh, get my body in motion, okay. you know? Yeah. And you have found that really works for you to help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I will do the same things as when I, I reach out, um, when I'm feeling depressed, I'll reach out to somebody also, Okay. you know, and I'll just, hi, you know, I'll text three or four people, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and just try to put some energy out there away from myself. Um, sometimes I'll sit and I'll think about what's going on. Why do I feel like this? You know, is there something that I need to work on more because is there something I need to work on in the moments you know sometimes I'll just address it head on um but you know usually I'm reactionary and I just get up and I try to do something else but it is good to sit and reflect on those moments it's tough but I I find for myself it's necessary yeah. So there's a couple of things that you've said so far that I want to kind of dissect because I'm getting really, I don't know, I'm getting really smiley right now, but you yeah. said like in therapy, you're honest. And I think yes. that's really important. It's easy to hide things from therapists, but it, the more open you are, the more help you can get, right? Absolutely. The more, the more like tools and resources you can get, because the more you hide and the more you kind of close off, the less you can get help you know, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then you said something really important. I sit there and I reflect 
that's really important. Like to, because as much support as we can get from people, support is important. You really do have to know yourself. You know, you have to know what works for you. And it sounds like you are very self-aware. Okay. Yes. I need to, I need to do something now. So I don't engage in this harmful behavior. Okay. This worked before and it's working now. So I really like that. I really like the self-awareness and, you know, the reflection. So yay, Melissa, I'm so happy for you. (laughs) It's, it's, it's been a long time coming. You know, I got the diagnosis at 28, but before then I was experiencing symptoms, um, even throughout my teenage years, you know, and it's, this is this is this is a long time but it's something but you practice 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 right and it becomes a part of your natural rhythm right i agree i agree 100% so when you were a teenager and you were experiencing depression and you weren't too sure what it you know what it was cuz we all go through that stage like in a teenager right. you you're angsty or you're feeling down in those times what did you kind of do when you were like, how did depression look like for you? You know, when you were younger, it was, um, a lot of negatives. I engaged in negative behavior. I was very closed off to my parents about it. You know, my parents, they had their own problems going on. So I didn't even bother. I didn't talk about it with my friends because I didn't, you know, know how at the time to express my feelings, even say, Oh, I feel this. You know, I teach my little niece and my nephew to a- express themselves. How do you feel? You, I feel mad. Okay, we can work with that, you know. But as a teenager, I didn't even know what to say or even to myself. So to, I guess to get rid of those feelings, I just engaged in a lot of negative behavior, you know. Right. And I think that's what a lot of us do when we don't, when we don't know what's going on, right? Like we are, we're not so self-aware, but that's how we get to self-awareness. We do have to go through it. Like we have, Mm -hmm. we make bad choices and say, well, why did I do that? You know? And that's where that reflection piece comes in. So currently, Melissa, uh, what is your support system look like, like from family and friends? Cause I heard you say like you text and so talk to me about that a little bit. Yes, it's great now. Um, it's really great. Like I said, I moved back to Chicago. So I was living in Pittsburgh um, for about six years and I had nobody there, nobody whatsoever. So I know that I, I for me, I know the difference, what it's like to have a support system and, and absolutely be without one. You know, I would see my therapist once a week and that's it. So now I have my brother, I have my sister, I have my father. I have my, my friends. I have a couple of friends here from high school and I have my husband and I have his family as well because they have somebody in their family who's also living with um, depression and anxiety and they understand the story of it. So it was nice to come into that and expand my, my support system. So yes, when I text and reach out or I say something like, um, you know, because like I said, I don't work. So I have a difficult time doing things outside of the house right now. Mm -hmm. And um, that's understood, you know, so it's, they understand um, the awkwardness that comes with things like, you know, what are you doing? How was your day? You know, I don't have a lot to talk about, but, um, but I still try to reach out and, and um, receive their love. You know, sometimes that's difficult too, but, um, it's been so consistent as I reach out more to them. It's been so consistent, um, the love and the support. And my brother has really taken time to educate himself about depression. And, you know, there's a lot of people on social media that are honest about therapy and medication and depression. And he's opened himself up and understood that wow, this is something huge that, you know, uh, we can say almost everybody goes through it and probably Mm -hmm. doesn't even know it. Some people, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's usually like that, right? Like we see people and they're so happy. And when they say, I'm, I'm depressed, like, no, you can't be like, you're always happy. Like people are good at hiding things. People are really good. 
Yeah. And see, I heard you say about social media, that's always a double-edged sword, right? Because we hear people like, oh, people look happy on social media, but then are suffering in silence, but you can also find like good things on social media. Like you said, your brother was able to find these things on social media, like to support you more. So, and that's the thing about like, even mind if we chat, I want it to be content geared to sharing, to be positive, to support, you know, yes, people who, you know, are interested in mental health or want to learn more. So I just feel like social media is definitely a double-edged sword, but I'm glad that your brother was able to find, you know, things like that and help you and that you have those connects because support is important. Support is very important. My nephew is, is going through something right now. Um, and he has been for a while and he's been very open about his struggles and uh, his journey and I'm somebody that he is able to come to and to call and I am his support system, you know, because I've gone through this and because I've educated myself and it's, it's, it's fabulous, you know, it's fabulous to, 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 to be able to give back, to be able to be there, to be able to, to be able, you know, to yeah. do something. Yeah. And the way I look at it too, is sometimes, um, because I do suffer from mild depression and it's mostly more in the winter months, um, or like in the summer when it's rained for a whole week I'm, and I've had no sun, I'm like, I feel so down and yeah. just really. So even just sometimes I wonder like, why do I have this? But I, I try to change that. I have this because I know that I'm going to help somebody else. You know, I suffer from anxiety in the the worst way because I know this is going to help somebody else. That's why I'm aware to, to get resources because I could pass this along. So sometimes it's helpful when we can say, no, this isn't hindering me. This is helping me so I can help others. Do you ever, do you ever feel that way also? I, I, I do more so when it's, when the time comes, you know, when I'm, when I, when I'm, when I'm the one checking in with my, with my family and friends Mm -hmm. to see how they're doing, you know, to understand, um, when they talk to me about their struggles, to understand that struggle, you know, it's, it's in those times that I feel, um, so, so empowered, you know, to be able to, to be able to understand and to look back and see how far I've come in my journey, how, how much I have grown. It, it really, it, it really feels good. You know, yeah. it really feels good to look at the positive and to see the positive, um, at that time in my life when it's happening. Yeah. So when you're feeling depressed, Melissa, do you have like, do your thoughts kind of ruminate or like, are they negative? What is your kind of like mindset during when you're having an episode of depression? I, there's a lot of negative self-talk, you know, mm-hmm. I'm telling myself a lot of bad things. And um, it seems at that time, it seems impossible to believe otherwise. You know, it's so overwhelming, the, the, the negative feelings and the negative self-talk, you know, it seems so overwhelming. And the feelings of hopelessness, you know, they, they don't seem to be too far away from me, you know, um, they're not gone you know, they're, they're still present. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel down, you know, when I'm in an episode of depression, um, you know, a lot of lack of motivation, which is tough, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there comes guilt with that, <laughs> a lot of guilt, you know, and, and um, those are slippery slopes, you know, when I start to feel guilty, when I start to feel shame when I, when the negative stuff, it, it, um, it can get bad real fast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you alleviate that? Like, I know you said earlier, you do a lot of self-reflection, but how do you uh, alleviate like our challenge that self-talk? Do you ever challenge it? I do. Um, in, in those times, you know, I, in those times of negative self-talk, I feel it's best to, you know, do the opposite. So how can we be positive? How can I turn this in? How can I see the positive side of what I'm saying to myself? Um, for example, you know, not working, 
I don't work. I'm unable right now to work, okay. you know, and that's something that I feel guilty about a lot every day, sometimes all day long, you know, and I have to um, look at the best side of myself. And that's tough when you're, when, when I'm feeling feelings of over being overwhelmed, you know, right. by the fact that I don't work being overwhelmed by, by whatever negative thing I say to myself about my depression or about myself, mm-hmm. you know, but um, looking at, uh, looking at the positive side, being optimistic, you know, yeah. is something that I, that goes into that self-reflection. Um, that's, that's, that is, it's challenging. It really is. Your mind wants to go one way and you're turning it the other. Yeah. Sometimes it's like a car that kind of like gives out and you know how you try to turn the wheel, but it's really, really stiff to turn the wheel, but it's just like, you have to, you have to keep going. And that's hard, you know? And I see a lot of people with depression, like it's just hard for them to do that you know, but I think when they do do it and it's seen, it's like, yes, I knew you can do it. Like, you know, absolutely. And, and I, and I, you know, I think about people that don't have support, support is, it's so important that, that we are not alone in this feeling. It is so important not to be alone. And, and there are people that are, that absolutely are, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully they're listening to this podcast, you know, and, and, and receiving some sort of feedback if they're not doing anything else. Right. Um, so that's why I, I feel so proud of my growth. Um, when I help my nephew, you know, when I help a friend, um, and that's part of who I am, not just the depression what I've done with that is part of who I am. And that's something that I remind myself, you know? Yeah. And even just like, like you said, in being able to help your nephew or help a friend, you know, it's, it's that one thing you feel bad for not working or bad, but, but you have to look at what you've been able to do. You've been able to help your nephew and support and be there, you know? So yeah, I can see how, it's easy to fall into feeling like bad and stuff, but always remember, Melissa, you're doing great things because when I hear you say, and I see your face, when you say about helping your nephew, I can see like lights in your eyes, you know, and that's, and I feel like, Oh, I feel so good right now. I feel like that's a beautiful thing when you feel like I've been through it, but I can help somebody. Right. Like I can help you. Yeah. So I I understand something, you know, and, and that's, not not something everybody shares you know we're all unique right yeah we're all the same but I have I have something that that make I I kind of feel special you know Mm. that (laughs) yeah and weird to say but yeah I understand I understand you a hundred percent I really do um and then I heard you say about having support you have you know um husband (laughs) so Mm -hmm. tell me how does he support you and you know when you're feeling depressed um when I when I first came when we first got together it was a little tough because he didn't understand you know what to do when I because I had a lot of a lot more crying spells um Mm -hmm. five five six years ago um but it I needed to be honest with him and tell him how I feel or tell him what I need you know, at the time, um, it's tough to know what I need, you know, at the time that if I'm feeling low and, and hopeless and helpless, um, sometimes it helps just to talk about those feelings. So, um, he has, um, he helps me and and it helps me to talk it out. You know, uh, he's very open to these conversations and understanding that, something is happening inside, you know, he, he could be the opposite, could be in denial of it, could, could not understand it, not want to talk about it, you know, say feelings are dumb or something. He doesn't do any of that. Um, he's very understanding. 
uh, of what I'm going through. And he also educates himself. Good. You know, he, he talks to his sister and, um, and he, she's his support system, you know, if something's going on and then he'll talk to me. Um, not sure what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you don't mind me asking in previous relationships, did you find difficulties with you know, partners not understanding and not being willing to understand because I know people do experience that, right? Like their significant other or their, the person they're dating may be having some, you know, struggles with mental health or have a diagnosis that's undiagnosed at the time and say, well, you're just difficult or you're always sad. You're a Debbie Downer. I don't want to be with you. And it's just like, well, maybe they're not, maybe they have something going on. Like that's a chemical imbalance in the brain. It's not that they're being dramatic. You know what I mean? Because I have like had friends like, oh, he dumped me because he said I was being overdramatic. Like, no, you may have postpartum depression, ma'am. Like, or you may have depression. Um, you know, so I have like heard these, you know, stories from other people. Do you feel like you've experienced that in other relationships? I feel, I, I feel my partners have been, um, maybe not supportive. Maybe I, I don't want to say it was just them not being supportive, but it was also me not not talking about what was going on, okay. you know, again, it wasn't until I was 28. So I say relationships before then, or even I was married, um, previously, um, in that relationship, you know, my husband was supportive, but, um, I wasn't taking care of myself. Okay. And so when I think about how my depression has affected that relationship, I, I feel negative about it because I, I feel guilt and I feel shame. Like I did something wrong, but I still have to work through that and understand that my depression and my symptoms weren't being treated, right. you know, that, and I wasn't, I wasn't um, self-aware at that time of what was, of what was going on. So even though I would it's tough to say whether or not my, my, my ex-husband was being supportive. He was there for me. He took care of me. You know, he didn't scold me or put me down or anything, but at the same time, I think we just sort of put up with it together. If that makes sense, yes. you know, my, my yeah. untreated um, symptoms and maybe some that he was going through because of it too. Mm. um we just we didn't address that but my symptoms were very unmanaged then um they're much better now much better now I have a a healthy open relationship you know my husband I like I said I don't work so that's something that we have to talk about you know we have to talk about we do check-ins you know I check in with him hey how do you still feel about this you know do you still feel the same way do you want to change something, you know, and we, 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 I think those check-ins are very important in, in any relationship, but, you know, especially in this intimate relationship, like when you're, right. when you have a partner. Right. I know. agree yes. <laughs> 100% because I think what can hinder relationships too, is when the other person, maybe like you said, the other person doesn't understand what's kind of going on. Or for instance, um, when I wouldn't talk about my anxiety, like I just kind of, cause I didn't know what was going on. It's like, how can I explain to you what I need? If I don't even know what I need. I noticed right. that really started to cause like a rift because I almost had feelings like, well, you should know me by now. Like figure it out because, mm -hmm. and, but that was frustration. Like, I don't know how to tell you to help me because I don't even know how to help myself, you know? Exactly. So I'm glad that you, you know, brought that point up because it's easy to blame, but it's, it's, it's hard for us to take accountability. You know, like I can't, I can't tell you how to help me when I don't know how to help myself. Right. You know, you know, so right. I think that's important. And having that open communication is really important when you're able to kind of figure out, right. Or even telling your partner, you know what, I don't know how you can help me. Mm -hmm. I'm having a difficult time knowing what help looks like right now. Absolutely. Saying that can change things versus just staying quiet, right? 
Yeah, is if you tell your partner, like, I don't know how, I, I don't know how you can help me or give me support at this moment, because then they, they can in turn turn around and find somebody like, hey, I don't know, how can I help? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think, though, you know, I, I learned to communicate and keep an open line of communication. It also is because I have these, these insecurities, you know, I don't, I don't, wants my relationship to become something that needs to expand outside of itself if that makes sense mm-hmm. you know um i i want to make sure that you know we marriage i'm married and to me marriage is different than just not being married you know it's you know when we made that commitment it's he he chose me you know and we're we are going to continue to work on this and set goals for ourselves and continue to grow together. Um, this is everything that my, my, my uh, depression and anxiety have taught me, you know, that, you know, when you see that growth, it, I, it, I don't want to get too deep, <laughs> but it, it's, it's so, it's just so essential to life. You know, and again, like I said, I, I, I expanded to life because I think about my depression as, is this all I am? You know, is this all I am or is this just part of who I am? I have to struggle with that every day. And so, you know, to, to put some positivity in there, to put some hope into there, you know, I concentrate on growth. I concentrate on, on, um, taking care of myself in those times that I have um, episodes of depression or, or anxiety, you know, I struggle a lot with anxiety more than I ever have. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to concentrate on that growth, um, starting as starting in, in the hub of your life, the re- a relationship for me, you know, is, is, is so important to keep that, to keep that hope going. Yeah. It's work. It's, it's work. It's everyday work. Um, it's, it's everyday work. Yeah. And I, I'm glad for it. I, you know, some days it's just overwhelming and frustrating. I, I agree a hundred percent, Melissa, because I struggle over here too. It ain't all sunshines and rainbows over here, right? you know, but one thing I think of when you said that it's work every day, it's like getting up and going, people get up and go to the gym. It's like, imagine waking up and being in your head, the minute your brain, your eyes open, your brain is just, you know, thinking, thinking, thinking and depression, mix depression and anxiety together. And it's like, it's tough. It's tough. It's very tough. It's like overthinking, but not caring at the same time. (laughs) How does, how does that work? It yeah. does. And it is not a nice feeling. No, no, it's not. And you're, you're right. It, it starts from sometimes the, the minute my eyes open, I'm like, oh, great. I'm not going to work today. What am I going to do? You know, and, and that there's that lack of motivation there. There's a loss of interest there. You know, there's over being overwhelmed by my feelings, whatever those feelings are. And it's, man, it's, 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 it's work every day. And I praise people who have kids. I don't have kids, you know, who have kids and are living with depression, who go to work and are living with depression. You know, it's not, it's, it's tough out there and it's, it's exhausting. Um, but on the other side, there's hope and it's Mm -hmm. rewarding and empowering, you know, when, when you can see that growth. And that's why I'm so glad to be a part of this podcast and for people to understand, you know, that we can, we can do this. We can, we can do this. We can, we can manage this. We can put a name to it. You know, we can do this, even if you're doing it by yourself, you know, um, this is something that, that is, 
I, I can't, I, it's hard to explain just empowering, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I get you because the thing is we can talk about it. We don't have to right. hide it anymore. It doesn't, you don't have to run in bed and hide. No, like it can be talked about because other people are experiencing it too. You know, even the happiest people that you see, they experience it too, you know? And I just feel like I'll go back to my gym reference because I know a lot of people are like gym buffs. Like I got to get out there. I got to look good, but it's also about mental health, right? It's just as important as physical health. So the way I try to think about it too, is imagine people who go to the gym every day and they see that growth, right? They see, Oh, I'm getting toned or I'm getting muscles. That's what mental health is like too. I hear you talk about your growth and I could see how happy you are how fulfilled you look when you say like, I've come a long way. Every time you've made that statement, I have seen you smile <laughs> every time you made that statement. So that right there is just like, imagine going to the gym every day. And then you, you look and you're like, oh yeah, my, my hard work is paying off. Melissa, your hard work is paying off because every time you said about that, you have grown, you definitely have, you have smiled. And I see that. And I just feel like that's amazing. That's amazing. I'm really happy for you. I really, really am. And that you have support and that you, you're not alone, you know, and whoever is listening to this, who has depression, you're not alone. Reach out. There's somebody there, you know, listen, it doesn't have to be just this podcast. Listen to other podcasts about mental health. You're not alone. We hear you. We see you. We love you. (laughs) Like, right. You know, and right. Yeah. Because depression can take you down a rabbit hole and spiral and make you feel like nothing's worth it but life is worth it and I feel like you sharing your story other people can see you can come on the other side it's a daily battle but you could do it you can do it and Melissa I'm glad you did it I'm glad that you're here you know I'm glad that I could sit and share space with you and talk to you because you're very lovely (laughs) thank you thank you so much and it's it's all because I I I faced it, you know, I, right. I, I challenged it. I said, what is going on? I need it to stop because I'm miserable and, and I feel stuck, you know, even though I was moving on with life, you know, I was going to college, I was meeting people. I was still not, a, didn't feel like a person, you know, and I feel more like a person now. And I, 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 it's still overwhelming you know, it, it, it's, um, you know, there's a lot of days where I feel, I, I feel overwhelmed right now. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, in a good way. Okay. In a good way, but it, you know, to, to, to feel good and hope about my growth, but, but at the yeah. same time to, to know that it's, 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 is it always going to be there? You know, I mean, it, it might, it might always be there. But this is, but this is my journey. Yeah, you know, and and I have a a form of acceptance about it now. Yeah. You know, and and not only you know to to help people, but to understand myself, understand people, mm-hmm. you know, understand people, and it may not make it easier to do with people, <laughs> but you know, but but I don't feel as lost. I'm glad that you feel that way. I'm glad you don't feel lost. No, you know, I'm glad. And like I said, you just, you know, going through that and then growing, we grow through, there's a quote that says, we grow through what we go through, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. as hard as it is, and as much as, you know, because there's days where I really go through and I'm like, I just want to give up. Like, I'm tired. I'm just tired. But I'm like, no, this is when I need to fight harder. This is when I really need to push through because I know that I'm important. You know, right. it's like I said, it's challenging those thoughts. Like, no, I'm important. And I mean something to somebody, you know? Right. Um, so, and it is difficult. It is difficult to challenge it. And it's difficult to not feel like that, but there's hope, you know, there is hope that not every day is going to be like that. And then something you said too, you said something, I'm trying to recall, you said something along the lines of, you don't know if you'll feel this way for forever or if it'll always be like this but when I hear that it makes me think you're you're able to manage it now right like even if even if it is here forever Melissa you have the tools and you know you have the support to manage 
you know, so that there, there's definitely hope in that. So when, when you're feeling hopeless, challenge that and say, Hey, I know, no hopelessness. You go away. You leave now, you know, like you leave now because you do have hope, you know? Oh, I'm so happy. I'm happy for you. It's hard. It's, it's very hard, but you're able to manage. And then talking about managing it right now, currently, what do you do to manage like episodes of depression or like those feelings of hopelessness? Yeah. I, I, again, I challenge them, Mm -hmm. you know, why am I feeling this way? Did something happen to make me feel this way? Um, Is this a, a, a false sense of how I'm feeling, you know, um, normal, usually it is a false sense of, of negativity that I'm feeling. Um, I engage in self-care, um, <laughs> you know, it's something that I'm still learning. I'm, I'm really, I struggle with self-care really, really do. It's not my first go-to, you know, okay. but it's, it's something that I know is there. And, and then I struggle with, whoa, how do I do that? So what does it look like right now? And it could be something as simple as brushing my hair, you know, something I may not do often because I'm in the house a lot, you know, I'm just going to put my hair up, you know, so I'll do as simple as brushing my hair, something to focus on myself, not just stay inside my head, you right. know, again, I'll reach out. Um, I won't just go on Facebook and scroll, 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 scroll. I'll reach out to somebody. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how's your day going? I'll reach out to my nephew, you know, step outside of myself a little bit. Um, when I'm feeling, when I'm feeling, uh, sad or, or hopeless. Um, and, and it's a challenge because there's a lack of motivation there. You know, it's tough to say, well, this is why I want to do something. This is, this is, this, there's a reason why I want something, you know, because yeah. you feel overwhelmed, but I, I do as much as I can to reach outside of myself. Okay. Um, if that makes sense. And usually it's doing something physical, something deep breathing, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of therapeutic techniques, um, that I use, um, to, to help me focus outside of myself and to get a little centered because i i feel those those episodes of depression there's a a moment there's moments in there um i've never had contractions i've never been in labor but you know i know those are moments you have to get over the contractions right you have Mm -hmm. to breathe through them get over them get to the next one so it's 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 kind of like that you know okay i have to treat them in little time lapses these, these episodes of depression, um, you know, step, step out of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any hobbies currently that you feel like that you do that help when you're depressed Like maybe painting or writing? I really, to, to be honest, I really don't. Okay. Um, I still struggle with that a lot. Um, I, I, I'm not very good at some things, some things I have tried. I have tried painting. Okay. So not good at that. Um, which is, you know, ironic because everybody else in my family, of course, is, is a Picasso, <laughs> right? Uh, um, I, I used to do some journaling. Um, okay. That's not something that worked for me. I didn't in, in, enjoy that as much. Uh, so that's something, you know, I still, uh, again, I still struggle with my own self-interest, you know, things, things that make me happy. I, I'm still unsure of helping people's kind of what makes me happy you know to be honest yeah. something that I'm good at <laughs> so I don't uh, but I I struggle to do things outside of the house right now so it's 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 a back and forth you know there's a lot of feelings about it um but I try not, I, not to be too hard on myself Okay. Yeah. Give yourself some grace, Melissa. Give yourself some grace. Do you feel like you struggle more like in winter months when it's cold out? Um, or do you feel like it's a year round kind of thing that you struggle to like get out of the house? It's, it's year round. I don't, I don't go out by myself. I have a lot of anxiety about going out by myself. Um, thinking about working or volunteering is, 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 is overwhelming to me right now, you know, so there's a lot of 
you know, we talked about a lot of growth that I had, but I still have a lot of struggle. Um, it's something I'm, I'm understanding it. It's, it's not better or worse. At, at this point in my journey, I, it's just something I struggle with. You know, I'm not, I used to be able to work, you know, I used to, you know, I was, I was good. Do you, you know, mind I, sharing I, what you used to do? If you don't mind sharing? No, my last job. Oh, I loved it. I worked with um, laboratory animals. I took care of mice and rats. Oh. So I changed them out of their little cages and, you know, made sure they had enough to eat and made sure the environment was clean and, and um, that the scientists had what they needed. You know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I love animals. I love animals. So I, I, I enjoyed that a lot. I loved my job. Um, I was struggling a great deal with my depression. So that's something that I had to, I had to leave, you know, because of that. And, um, you know, I was going to graduate school, uh, but that's something again, that I had to leave. Uh, I was struggling a lot though. That, that was years ago. That okay. was to be, to, to be honest, that was, you know, more than 10 years ago, um, going to school. My last job was probably six years ago. You know, I have gone on some interviews in the past couple of years, but declined the job, you know, just got caught up in myself and my feelings and didn't, didn't want to come out of that. So it's, it's something that I struggle with now. And, and like I said, it, it, it's something I struggle with in my relationship, you know, feelings of guilt of not working. And, and when am I going to, will I ever be, be feel able to. You know, it's, it's that, that, that's a daily struggle on top of feelings of, of depression, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I do, I do a lot of sitting around, <laughs> which, you know, but again, focus on growth, focus on what I can do, mm-hmm. focus on, on um, those little tasks of mastery you know, and, and still know that I have time to learn something new you know, yeah. I, I can volunteer if, if I want to, you know, it's just a matter of working on that goal to, to, to do it, which I'm working, I'm working with my therapist, you know, okay. That I see once a week. I, uh, we do it over the phone um, okay. because of COVID uh, restrictions and all that. But I stay dedicated to that, you know, good, to, my, to my mental health, right? Good. And are you, um, you don't have to name a specific place. I'm just interested. Do you use local resources for mental health? Like in Absolutely. South Chicago? Okay. Absolutely. Right in South Chicago, there's a place. And um, within the first week that I, I came back to Chicago six years ago, that was the first place I went. I didn't want any gap in my therapy. Um, on that time, I was on one medication, so I didn't want any gap in medication. And, and they helped me um, apply for Medicaid and get the ball rolling so that I can can have no gap there. Okay, um, good. And I'm so proud that it's right here in my community, you know, and they've, they've been here a while. I remember when they built it and I was so happy you know, and, and um, they have many, uh, they, they really work with the community, you know, mm. to get the message out there. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud. To <laughs> Good. I'm glad. So do they have support groups there? Like depression support? They groups used or? to, they used okay. to have groups um, again, because of the pandemic, a lot of that is halted. And mm. that makes me really sad because that was my life, you know, that was my daily life. I would go to a group, um, doing different things, um, from crafts to support groups, support groups of learning different, um, different therapeutic techniques. Um, sometimes I'll have special groups, like for Valentine's day, they used to have a special group about mm-hmm. self-love. And I really like that. Um, that's something that I, you know, so struggle with every day. Um, and I really, I really miss that. You know, they, they had a lot going on, um, but you know, it's, it's tough with the pandemic, 
and and um, the pandemic was really tough, actually. You know, even though I talked to my therapist on the phone, um, it was tough being so isolated. You know, I really, really felt it. Um, and, uh, you know, as a result of that, I understand there's been a surge of people right. coming out, dealing with depression, dealing with, you know, even people, you know, dying, you know, of, of suicide. Yeah. And, um, you know, that has, and so it's, it was really tough. So it's tough with other groups, it, you know, I miss them a lot, you know, and, and it was my only social interaction <laughs> other mm -hmm. than with my husband, you know. Yeah, and it sounds like you really looked forward to those you know yeah sounds like those were events that you look forward to so they don't have for that they don't have virtual options like virtual groups mm -mm. no so if and you I, and i have research oh, i haven't okay. no, i was gonna say i haven't researched any other any okay. other uh groups i don't know if there's anything else like online or anything okay well maybe that's something we could look up melissa and maybe because you, maybe you're not the only one because i know in that pandemic episode when aaron was here we did talk about groups where we didn't get into like specifics but i would definitely i wouldn't mind doing some research and looking up are you know groups that we can have access to because i would not mind going to a group i right i would be shy but i would definitely want to try it out because i mean you're talking about it you're making them sound really good <laughs> yes yeah. So if you don't mind talking to me a little bit about like what the pandemic was like for you, um, cause I know someone told me you're very introverted. I bet you had a great time in the pandemic, like oh, maybe for the first month. And then after that, I was like, I want the hell out of here already. I want to get right. out, go out. Like I want to see people. And that wasn't very usual for me. I'm just like, uh, I could do without people. I'll be fine. But I started right. to say like, I miss seeing people and talking to people face to face. And, you know, I work with families and I missed my families. Mm. So what was that like for you? it was very it was stagnant you know it was just nothing happened you know we you, we couldn't go anywhere um you know we, we couldn't see our own families uh we just it was just my husband and i and it was great we're we're, we're a great team together and we didn't get sick of each other and there wasn't a lot of fighting or anything like that <laughs> you know i know some you know that that can happen um we really hung in there, but what little I did outside the house, you know, it, it's, it, I felt like a joy was stolen from me. I was so much more depressed, mm -hmm. so much more depressed than I, than I ever had been. And I, I, I didn't understand it. I, I still haven't processed that depression because I didn't understand where it was coming from, you know, um, why I was feeling so down why I was feeling so, so hopeless, you know, um, because again, like I said, I didn't do much outside the house. So what was I missing? But it's, it's the interaction. It's the, that little growth goes back to growth again. You know, that little growth that we take every day to accomplish something, you know, mm -hmm. to, to give off a part of ourselves to receive all of that was gone. And it, it, it felt so lonely, so lonely. I don't, my heart really goes out to people who were alone in those times who therapy was their only out, you know, and, and maybe they couldn't go there anymore. Um, who was part of the groups and they couldn't go to the, the groups anymore. And, you know, and, and, you know, we talk about people, it's older people not just younger right. people, not just middle, you know, people are middle-aged, you know, a lot of older people. I can't imagine. I can't, I, it makes me so sad to think of, of the hurt that people felt. If I was feeling that magnitude of, of depression, you know, feeling so isolated, feeling so cut, cut off, right. you know, it, it, it was, it was tough. Even though I had somebody here with me, it was, it was really tough. Right. And even just you saying that, it makes me think about what about the people like 
like you said, who don't have support or what if they didn't have anybody to really, what if people reached out, but they were just like so deep into it that they didn't want to reach back, you know, like maybe they hit a point that it was too late. So they, that is very sad. It is very sad to think about because it, I mean, we're talking about going from kids to middle-aged people to young adults to older adults and the pandemic. Yeah. It, I think depression definitely rised. It was definitely on the rise. And I think in a sense, now we really feel like, yeah, I could relate to that. I could relate to that. I could relate. To that. I, I hear, I would hear a lot of people say, oh, I, I, I get how you feel now. Mm. Yeah. Cause we all experience like what it is to really feel alone and to have like a small, being a small bubble. Right. You know, so but but I have heard positive things as well you know people said even you know I I was able to face stuff head on and figure stuff out I you know the internet's a beautiful place sometimes yeah (laughs) and you know people looking up self-help on social media or or even just googling like therapists but it is very hard now to get like therapy like therapists are booked yes months out like I know when I started therapy was 2000 19 like be- end of 2018 early okay. 2019 I want to say it was uh, end of 2018 I waited maybe like two months and I was like this is long <laughs> like oh, what wow. is going on? I waited two months where I go through my insurance and I was like right. this is taking forever I've heard people say they're on a waiting list for five six months oh, right now goodness. because of how many people so but it but in that, even just saying that, that's kind of a good thing because that means people are using the service. And now right. there's a really, there's a really, really high need for therapists. So if anybody's thinking about, they want to go to school to become a therapist, go, go, right. go and do it, you know? And while you wait, find content that could help, you know, Google, Google can be a good thing to look up, like, you know, support groups in yes. my area are virtual support groups, because sometimes I like to keep things local, but when yeah. you're feeling like that, like at, the, at that level where you need support, I think, you know, like it's good to branch out sure. when you can't go to a physical place because of the pandemic. Right. So yeah, thank you for sharing that, Melissa, and sharing what your experience was like, because it, it was hard. It's hard. It's hard because pe- there are people who are still, um, you know, wanting to isolate just because of the surges that happened. Uh, I know for us here at my house, we just sent my son back to daycare, um, okay. you know, because COVID hit close to home for my husband's family. Um, so we didn't, we, since December, essentially, we didn't really go anywhere. Like, right. We didn't, we weren't around people, but now we're like, let's dip our toe back in. So yesterday we went to the mascot museum of hall of fame. And I was like, people, oh, hello. Wow. Like, right. people. And I was just like, right. to be in, to be in space. And that, that anxiety wasn't there. And I can see it in my husband. He was my husband. My, I think he'd be okay with me sharing, but my husband does suffer from depression. Um, this is something that's new, but not new. It's a new diagnosis, but it's not new symptoms, if that makes sense. It's not something, and it's not something I think three years ago, he'd be open to talking about, you know, but now as, you know, the podcast has come, he's like, Hey, I, I feel like that too. Like, how long have you felt like that for a long time? Like, okay, pause, let's talk about this. So even in this, like, you know, hearing him, I'm like, wow, I've, really I saw it but to hear him say it you know that was different but I could see it in his face yesterday too to be out it was like the light turned on again in his eyes and he was happy to be out and I just think like I'm hoping and I'm hopeful you know we'll be able to get back to being able to be in spaces again you know, and I'm really hoping in September we do the walk again so I can yes. see you, Melissa. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because I'll be there. Yeah, and I, I will save you a seat because <laughs> I really, like I said, I enjoyed having you there. And even just like that, that small 
you know, what I thought, oh, I don't know if I'm, you know, I don't, I was shy to do it. I really yeah. wanted to do it, but I was glad because, you know, you were able to like hearing you say like what the pandemic did to you and then seeing you there now, I feel like, yay, yes. <laughs> because you were able to come out and be around, you know? So I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that. So just a couple more things, Melissa, uh, what advice would you give to someone who's out there, um, you know, dealing with depression and maybe not managing it? I, I, I feel the best, such an advocate for therapy. I'm such an advocate for, um, getting out there and, and having a space for yourself, you know, um, hopefully if it's possible, I would tell somebody to carve out a space for yourself, you know, go see a therapist. Um, if you don't want to, maybe there's somebody that you can talk to that that's a safe space that you can tell anything to, you know, and, and share your feelings, talk about it, get it outside of yourself. Um, a lot of that we talked about reflection and self-awareness. That's so important, you know, be honest with yourself about how you're feeling. You may not understand it and that's okay. Just put a voice to it, you know? Don't keep it silent. Don't keep it silent because this is, this is, this is your life. This is your opportunity. Every day is an opportunity to pick yourself up a little bit more. Whatever that means for, that, for, for, for everybody, you know, to pick yourself mm -hmm. up and to be kind to yourself and to give yourself an opportunity to grow and because it feels good and we, we want to feel good, you yeah. know, and, and we want to feel hopeful. And I, I believe doing these things can, can lead a person there. Okay, well, thank you, Melissa, for sharing that. Before we wrap up, I want to share some quick facts that are key facts about depression. Uh, and this was reported by the World Health Organization. So depression is a common mental disorder. Globally, it's estimated that 5.0% of adults suffer from depression. And again, that's just globally from adults who suffer from depression. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide and is a major contributor, uh, contributor to the overall global burden of disease. So when we think about depression and how it, it does affect you physically, it affects mm -hmm. your health, just as it does your mental health, it can um, cause you to become sick with other things. So right. more women are affected by depression than men. And again, men suffer too. Uh, this is just saying that when they look at data, women are presented more being affected by depression. Depression can lead to suicide and there is an effective treatment for mild, moderate, severe depression. Um, some of those things, treatments can include therapy. They can include medication. Um, sometimes inpatient facilities are required from people who suffer from severe depression because of the risk of self-harm. Um, but I just want, even reading those facts to you guys, I just want you to know that help is out there and you're not alone. If you're suffering from depression, whether it be mild, don't write yourself off. Well, I'm depressed, but I could still function. Hey, no, I'm, I'm, I was diagnosed with mild depression and I can still function, but I, that doesn't mean that it's less than someone who has severe depression. Depression is depression and you're not alone. You know, Melissa, I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I always feel so good when people want to talk about this, you know, and get it out there because I know there are people who don't want to share, but knowing when I have somebody who does want to share, know that you are helping more people than you think. And I'm very appreciative. I'm so happy that we connected and that I got the opportunity to meet you in person. Yes. <laughs> so again, um, thank you for joining us. Uh, and I love chatting with you today. It was my absolute, absolute pleasure. Thank you for doing this and, and for giving back to our community and, and continuing to help me because I will continue to listen to the podcast. Thank you so very much for this opportunity.
It is more than my pleasure, Melissa. And for all of you out there listening, thank you for your continued support for the podcast. I'm just a normal, regular girl talking about stuff that's in my head and just wanting to get mental health, you know, out there and bring awareness to the community. And I'm hoping, you know, maybe people who are outside of this community as well. So thank you for coming and chatting. Um, And anybody out there listening, like I said, you're not alone. Tune in next week. I will have my guest Alicia on here. She is my cousin and we will be talking about anxiety. So make sure you tune in for that one. Because again, that one's going to be definitely a heavy episode and we're going to be definitely sharing a lot of content. So make sure you join in for that one. All right, guys, thank you for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. I am not a mental health professional. I am an individual who is passionate about mental health and topics related to mental health. Research has been done on these topics and I am sharing my own personal experience. All conversation and information exchange are intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Any information shared should not be used as medical advice or to self-diagnose. If you believe you are experiencing an emergency, please talk to your primary physician or call 911. Thank you.